One thing the world has always had plenty of and will, as long as this world exists, always have plenty of. This world has always had plenty of trash. According to the good folks who study this stuff, at Duke University they had a special study on garbage. And what they discovered was that the average American produces just under 1,570 pounds of garbage a year. That's over three tons of trash for the average family of four. I knew that garbage can was heavy, dragging it out to the curb every week. Actually, people have always produced a lot of garbage. Archaeologists typically learn more about civilizations from their trash than from anything else. Because, as has always been the truth, stuff wears out. It breaks. It gets useless. Folks discard it. And from those things they have discarded, archaeologists learn all kinds of things about past civilizations. Paul learned a lot about the trash in his life. One thing he learned was that for a good portion of his life, he had everything backwards. What he thought was treasure was actually just rubbish. And what he thought was rubbish turned out to be the greatest treasure of all. He writes about it here in Philippians chapter 3, starting with verse 7. But whatever was to my profit... I now consider loss for the sake of Christ. What is more, I consider everything a loss compared to the surpassing greatness of knowing Christ Jesus my Lord, for whose sake I have lost all things. I consider them rubbish that I may gain Christ. We need to learn the value, both of the stuff that we have in life, but even more significantly, the value of what we have in Jesus. Sometimes what we think is profit isn't. Paul had learned a hard but valuable lesson. What he thought was the most treasured thing in his life actually turned out to be not valuable at all. Now, what's Paul talking about here? Well, let's take a look at Paul's life for a minute. His early adult life revolved around social status, a status that for Paul he gained through following religious rules and political expediency. His life as a Pharisee, was all about being better than the next guy. To progress through the ranks of Pharisees, you had to be respected. You had to be intellectually astute. You had to be a championship debater, able to put other people in the ground to prove that you were right and they were wrong. Proving himself right meant proving everybody else wrong, especially those pesky Christians. Paul did everything he could to get rid of believers, stopping at nothing. 
With each Christian he imprisoned, he took one more step forward in the eyes of his fellow Pharisees. And Paul climbed right to the top. Only he didn't. That's what Paul had come to understand. All of those things that he thought were so important were actually just garbage. Now, Paul uses several images to describe this realization that he came to in his life. The word that he uses for loss in verse 7, it comes from the world of accounting. Now, I didn't learn a lot in my accounting classes, but I did learn the difference between profit and loss. A business that continues to operate at a loss eventually is going to go out of business. In verses 4 through 6, Paul went through all the things that he formerly thought were a profit, that he thought was an advantage. Religious ritual, the advantage of birth, success in his position, intellectual prowess, and a knack for following all the intricate rules and regulations of the Pharisees. Paul had excelled at all of them, including the ultimate He was really, really good at persecuting Christians. In fact, he was famous for it. If they had a Pharisee magazine back in the New Testament day, he'd have been on the cover. He was good at it. But suddenly, Paul realized that all those things that he thought were so important, all those things that he thought were profit, Actually, we're on the other side of the ledger. They were lost. In verse 8, the image gets more graphic. What he had considered treasure, Paul writes, he now considers as rubbish. Now, that's a word that means trash, or it can mean something a little more graphic than that. The point is, Paul's not holding back here. He saw all those things he formerly thought were a treasure in their real light. He saw them for what they really were. He saw they were just garbage. What's the best thing to do with trash? Get rid of it. One commentator, I tell you his name, but I can't pronounce it. It starts with about six consonants. But anyway, it's a really good image that he uses to describe this. Imagine a ship going out to sea with precious cargo, crate after crate of gold and silver and jewels. And as the ship gets out into the ocean, suddenly out of nowhere, an enormous storm begins to surround the ship. The waves are battering the side of the boat. And no matter what the crew tries to do, it's obvious that the ship is in danger of being swamped. The only solution is to toss the cargo overboard. And so without hesitation, that's exactly what the crew does. They take those crates of gold and silver and jewel and toss them into the sea because they realize no matter how valuable all that stuff is, it's absolutely worthless to them if they drown. So over the side it goes. Hard choices become really, really easy 
when it's a question of life and death. What Paul realized was even more significant. All of those things that he thought were so essential, all of those things that he counted as treasure, he thought they were bringing him closer to God, but actually they were doing the exact opposite. And it all culminated in his attacking the very one he needed the most. His treasure blinded him from the Savior. Until one day, the Savior took away his sight so that Paul could finally see. We have to come to that realization that anything we think is more important than Jesus isn't. In fact, it's the exact opposite. It's sinking the ship. And the more we hang on to it, the more danger we are in. The only solution is to throw it overboard. Anything we put ahead of Christ in our life is garbage. And if we let it pile up at the door, it's going to stink just as much as garbage will stink in your house if you don't get rid of it. So we have to decide something. When we see it for what it really is, we can hang on to it. Or we can realize the treasure we have in Christ. You see, Paul didn't just trash the part of his life that nearly destroyed him. It, it wasn't just about cleaning up, about putting on a, a fresh coat of paint that then another few years down the road would need another fresh coat of paint. No, something fundamentally changed in Paul's life. It caused him to reevaluate everything. Here's what it was. He describes it in verse 7. But whatever was to my profit, I now consider loss for the sake of Christ. Nothing compared to what he came to know in Jesus. Nothing. It was not just adopting a new religion that was better than the religion he currently had, uh, like a baseball player move, moving from the AAA into the majors. No, this was something fundamentally different. In verses 8 and 9, it's almost as if Paul struggles with human terminology to describe adequately what it is he means. He essentially says the, thing, the same thing over and over again. That the loss that was his old life, it was gain in the life he had in Jesus. It's almost as if he can't fully describe it, except to finally say that the righteousness he now knew by faith in Christ was far greater than anything he could have even imagined before. Now the question is, do we see it that way? Do we see what we have in Christ as so much greater than anything we had before that we're willing to see it as rubbish in comparison? Or do we see some of that stuff as maybe kind of valuable? Do we hang on to it thinking, well, I might want to use that one day? Oh, we need to realize what a huge mistake that is. 
You may remember this from a few weeks ago. It was in our, uh, uh, one of the Bible study lessons that we had uh, in uh, some of our classes. Which, by the way, this is another good reason to, to be in, in our Bible study classes, 945 each Sunday morning. You never know what you're going to miss if you're not there. And if you weren't there a few weeks ago, you missed this one. This is a great, great illustration. An Ohio man named Billy Stanley had a final request. His final request was to be buried with his Harley Davidson motorcycle. And so he had a special steel and plexiglass casket constructed. And if you stopped by his house, he'd take you out back and show it to you. He was really proud of it. And when the day finally came, Mr. Stanley was propped up on his motorcycle, placed inside this plexiglass and steel casket, and driven on a specially made trailer right down the center street of town where everybody could see him riding his Harley one more time. And then he was taken out to the cemetery and buried on his Harley in full motorcycle leather and chaps. Now I'll let you decide whether that's commendable or really, really weird. But the fact is... Somewhere in Ohio, there's a $12,000 motorcycle six feet under the ground. We've all heard the old saying, you can't take it with you. Well, Paul realized something even more important than that. Not only can you not take it with you, you don't even have it right now. All of the things that he thought were so valuable, so important, that he hung on to for dear life as a Pharisee, he came to realize it was all worthless. All the social position, all the power, all the rules, he realized all of that was just garbage. What changed? Paul met Jesus. And the grace and mercy of Christ made everything else pale in comparison. It's time for us to reevaluate. First, to understand what it is we have in Christ. Because if we'll really understand the glory of what we know in Jesus, all the stuff that causes us so much trouble in this world, we'll see it for the trash that it is. All of us have those moments in life where we need to take out the trash. We, we have a magic box here at church. I don't, I don't know if you realize this. It's truly amazing. You put stuff into it, and every Thursday night, it disappears. It's out here on the parking lot right by the garage. It's that blue box that some people call the dumpster. And it's amazing. You can just put anything in there, and Thursday night, it all is gone. Folks, we have something even better as believers. We need to realize that sometimes we allow some of this trash to pile up in our lives. And it just kind of keeps collecting and keeps collecting. But God has given us something marvelous. The Bible says if we confess our sin, He is faithful and just to forgive us our sin and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. That's better than the magic blue box. We take all the trash, all the junk that we've been hanging on to, and we say, God... I'm sorry that I have made this more than it is. I'm sorry I've been hanging on to this stuff thinking it was valuable. 
Forgive me, God, and cleanse me. And that's exactly what God does. He cleanses us. So we need to take advantage of that. We each need to evaluate our life to take a look and see if we're hanging on to some of the garbage of life that we just need to let go. Let God cleanse us afresh and anew. We need to realize what Paul so eloquently realizes in this passage of Scripture. Whatever was to my profit, I now consider loss for the sake of Christ. What is more, I consider everything a loss compared to the surpassing greatness of knowing Christ Jesus my Lord, for whose sake I have lost all things. I consider them rubbish that I may gain Christ. Heavenly Father, help us to see clearly this morning what we have in Jesus. Because in that bright wonderful light. We'll see the garbage of our life for what it is. So often we get that backwards. We, we try to clean everything up. But Lord, we're not very good about picking what's good and what's not. What we need to do is just look at you. And in your marvelous grace, all of the stuff in our life that we don't need anymore will be revealed very clearly. And so God, that's what we ask you to do. Just show us the garbage that we're hanging on to. And thank you for your precious promise that you'll take out the trash. You'll forgive us. You'll cleanse us if we'll simply admit our needs. So God, help us do that. In Jesus' name, amen.